0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Cisco Technology Podcast and today you're hosted by uh, Justin Woolen as normal and you can contact the show at, at Woollen on Twitter or email me at justin.woolen at cisco.com where we're joined by our regular contributor stroke co-host.
1: Oh, can I be promoted co-host now? No, well, you co host last time, weren't you? I think I probably was, yeah, that's good. You were. No, you you were. So it's, Mar- it's
0: Mark Jackson if you didn't sort of guess. Um, we're also joined by a first timer, uh, Rishi Tank, who works who I work with, a young chap within our organisation. Hello, hello, mate. So, um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, um, it's this time of year where uh, Cisco has just finished our end of year. We've got into our brand new fiscal year, and everything's brand new and shiny and, and uh, exciting. And they send us out to a place. Uh, called Las Vegas to do a uh, 12-hour sales conference, and it, it might sound quite tedious having to go over there and, and have a good time with Beautiful. all these sort of things, and the one thing you do get from it, they do present us on uh, the brand new things, sort of what the, what the company's going to be focusing on, things like that, and I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to sort of share that with, uh, with you, uh, with all the listeners of the podcast, so uh, the one thing we won't be doing is telling you anything that's super roadmap, but we give you a really good understanding of what were the things that stuck out for us, and that's why I wanted to get Mark obviously as as, a, as, as the co-host of the show, but also someone else who, um, else's point of view, and that's why I got Rishi, who I work with, who's a, a bright chap, and I thought if anyone's going to have anything interesting to say, it'd be Rishi. <laughs> um, I'm sure you'd rather talk about cricket because he's a very good cricketer, by the way. Absolutely. But, Oh, you oh, so you actually are a great cook, cook and, and the season's <laughs> over now, so you, you got something. So you, you got a bit of time in your hands. All right, okay. So, um, so Hugh, where should we start then? So, I, I mean, I've got a plenty of things that oh. I found exciting, but for once, I maybe let somebody else do the
1: talking. <laughs> once. Well, that's novel. I wasn't prepared for that. There you go. Go cool. so, um, on. So, okay. So, so for me, I think one of the big themes, and of course, it will come as no great surprise, but actually, it really came through loud and clear. Um, was security um, So having it would been, do
0: because that's all you hear you have security filters it, on your it's ears it's all I can talk
1: about as you well know <laughs> but no in, in all seriousness having done probably 10 maybe more oh, of these sales conferences oh look at that I'm a uh, veteran I
0: get sent to loads of these no I'm
1: just old now <laughs> um, so, no, so having done that many of them security has never ever played as big a part as it did in this recent event, um, it, there's occasion, been occasional nods to it in previous sales conferences, but it was on such a major stage at this one that it was it was heartening to see. Did you? What's your thoughts on that, Rich?
2: Yeah. No. Again, it, I think security was was one of the the forefront aspects of our sales conferences. Yeah. I guess it, we've seen a lot in the news over the past sort of twelve months, and Cisco have started focusing on on security as well, right? So uh, I think it was. Uh, something quite new for, for us as a company to, to really take security as our, our key architectures.
0: Yeah. So the, the one thing that I'm obviously uh, um, Rishi and I both work in our enterprise networks team, uh, for anybody who didn't know, but that's what, where we work. And the one thing that sort of came up from me was that security being really embedded into the network and, and those sort of functionality I know we've done podcasts before on, uh, there's plenty on security because you yep. keep bringing it up all the time, but... Um, <laughs> But also on things like net, what we call networks net- of Centre, so, which is yeah. our, our stealth stealth watch yeah. uh, acquisition this year, which yeah. really integrates right into the heart of the network. So yeah. not just having um, security appliances yeah, around yeah. the network, yeah. but actually yeah. having the network itself be that that All sensor. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then um, so that did stick out for me, and it's great yeah. because for me the network is just becoming more and more something. About, from a Cisco perspective, something that's more and more. N- not just about speeds and feeds but no. more about what's the value can yeah. I get from the net what, what I mean, more intelligence intelligence we can get, get more, in yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: So yeah. no I think that was a big part of it for me so and it was it was great to see we also talked a lot about the open DNS acquisition that we made earlier on in the year mm-hmm. um, which I think uh, is going to have some big impacts in, uh, in in the sort of solutions that we can take to market some of the capabilities it brings around really providing that security the DNS layer so you know making that decision as to whether or not i can go to a, a known bad site purely based on its dns entry Yeah. Um, so not doing any of the extensive content for and how the network is is
0: been able to do that because yeah. in, it's been built into our, our routing platforms yeah. to be able so as in if you've got a, a an office or a branch office or something like that where you can yeah. say by, by, by there's a router that's connecting out
1: to the internet yeah. that's going to start doing the that, checking for me yep yeah, that can so do it's, the, the it's effectively got a connector into the open dns cloud service yeah. um any connectors also uh, Is also got it now as well. So if you're off net and you've got an AnyConnect client on, then the OpenDNS connector in that will send all of your DNS traffic up to the OpenDNS cloud, and effectively provide you that complete ubiquitous yeah. security, you know, kind of filtering solution, regardless of where you're connected. So it's a really, it's a really key capability, and there's some real neat, neat, neat tech. Yeah, and
0: having that built into the network with a self watch stuff is, is yeah, really. So, I mean, it's it's nice to have something. That's why I felt anyway. Yeah.
1: So that was my big. That was my big takeaway was seeing security front and center at the event, uh, which is which is always very nice.
0: No. Oh.
2: Rish. For me, um, so I th- I thought we saw a lot more uh, around the Internet of Things. I think we've been talking about it for, for quite yeah, some we time did a, now. Did a podcast with Alison Vincent. But so uh, I think we started to see some of the applications of it. We recently acquired Jasper as well, um, we, which are are in that space. Um, and we saw what some do of the do the applications of it. Um, so so they're an IoT company. They uh, essentially enable. Um, IoT to be embedded within uh, organizations and their business models. How, how does that, yeah, IoT
0: is a neat asset, a, a, a bit of a broad brush statement, isn't
2: it? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a kind of a
1: management platform and provisioning platform, I think, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, so connecting things that weren't connected before, whether it's cars, whether it's um, elevators uh, connecting those kinds of things and then having a way to, to effectively manage them easily so wow. they do vending
1: machines apparently so they, they you know, the Jasper platform essentially sits a pr- as a provisioning system and management system onto uh, I think Coca-Cola or one of the customers are called oh is to, that uh, yeah so so they put uh, device or they put monitoring systems within the, vending the, are the, are the soft drinks oh, the soft are, drinks are, are available, available, available of course um, <laughs> um, so they, they put the IoT element into the um, uh, into the vending machines and things like that so 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 the jasper appliance does most of that capability and it's going to get drawn into um you know some of the smart cities work that we're doing working in automotive i think there's some capabilities we've got there with some of the automotive manufacturers um and, and sort of enabling some of the connected car type um, yeah. solutions as well so so jasper's a really cool uh, really cool and interesting application as well Yeah, I
2: I think the hub was quite cool this year, so the hub is essentially uh, a place where we can go between sessions, hang out, grab a coffee, Um, but we also have various different uh, organisations there, um, activities going on, so we had DevNet there where we were teaching our own SEs how to to code and, and be developers, um, we also had tuck ops there, which I know you're involved with.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the so yeah, so that that's the that's the bit you love about because it, it's the place to go to when in between your education session. Because yeah. that's what we go to Vegas for. We don't go to Vegas uh, to party. We go there to learn and.
1: He says with <laughs> with a straight face. I'm going to say I'm desperately trying not to smile at that. But yeah, but it
0: was it, yeah, but it is. It, I mean, between the sessions that we all go and see, that we get educated on, because it is. A, I mean, it's a great place to bring everyone together, get them energised, but to give us all the new, you know, train us up on yeah. the latest dates of technology. Um, but yeah, so the TACOP stuff. So if anyone wasn't aware, Cisco has a technical operations team. but Basically, as a a company in telecommunications and IT. Uh, are able to take our technology and deploy it in disasters areas around the world. So this has been deployed in places like... like
1: Hurricane Katrina, I think it was used in the States. Yes, in Um, the...
0: Yeah, it was... What was the... um, Where's that place in uh, Port-au-Prince? That's in um, Haiti. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I just want to remember that off the top of my head. But it was deployed in Haiti. It's been... We went actually out in our in greece yep. with our refugee crisis happening in europe as well so it was a great to see that showcasing the technology they are using mm-hmm. and is us eating our own dog food but is mm-hmm. using it to to good cause and yep. this is all nothing that nobody pays for it no. uh we but organizations can come to cisco and be and request, be, it. And request yeah. access to it. so that was really great to see and there's a guy in our team a guy called dave rogers hopefully he's listening uh is he runs the team for for, for, for the uk mm-hmm. so um it was great to see that as well Back to your coding point of DevNet, you I mean it was really interesting because one of the ladies in our team, she went along to all the coding sessions. She's yeah. a salesperson, yeah. but went along right. to learn how to code because right. it is such a big thing about hackathons and yeah. and, and and being able to create code. It's, yeah. it's a real difference in sort of the way the company is talking. Yeah. I know we talk a lot about trying to be more software based, right. right. and we talk about the software that's available and the functionality in our in our equipment that we we right. provide but it is that sort of and that's this is there's my a definite, th- shift. There's there's a definite, definite shift shift. Yeah. i
1: mean even even in some of the sort of training and education packages that you see coming through the organization now there's a massive shift towards trying to get pre-sales guys um more up to speed on coding concepts whether it's learning coding languages whether it's understanding uh, development pro- processes understanding how github, GitHub works and uh it, you know, all that all that side of things yeah. so that as we move towards more software defined networking that the skills are there ready to understand how to how to do that stuff and yeah. how to integrate it so it's it's kind of interesting
0: yeah rich what else did you see
1: uh, i saw a security wall which i thought was
2: quite cool we've had security that. wall uh, yeah so basically we have a, a really big wall with loads of screens uh, and we have a whole host of our own software um, where we can see
1: what's going on within the network that we have. What, um, like a live
0: environment? So, yeah, so you see like in about, real time? It
1: was the live uh, so show th- environment, like seven, eight thousand connections it was yeah. show when I looked at it, it they, had, really they had
2: Prime on the screen as well so you could What's see Prime then? so Prime's the, the management tool for network devices um, and we, we had that on show as well so you can you know see how many associated clients there were uh, on each AP things like that because that's
0: the interesting thing which you raised there about showing Prime and go why, why would I want to see a management tool but when you think about that Cisco provides the network mm-hmm. for big things such as Rio and, yeah. and we did the London 2012 and yeah. uh, and also we do um, Cisco Live yeah. and we provide the network for mm-hmm. for our sales conference mm-hmm. as well. And you think, well, there's 18,000 plus yeah. people all coming together mm-hmm. into an auditorium mm-hmm. and seeing us all hanging off. And we're all there. Whereas we're exactly the same as all the other human beings out there. We're all on our smartphones. We're all taking pictures. We're tweeting. Mm-hmm. We're integrating. You mean, there was a real push on social media yeah. this year with that hashtag of Cisco DNA. So yeah. have a look out for that if you want to. Um, but it is, yeah, yeah, so we, we do eat our own dog food. And when we say we know what a network needs to look like and, yeah. uh, and how it needs to operate in a real high-density in a real-world environment, so that's when you talk about showing Cisco Prime and connected devices, you're seeing all these tens of thousands of devices connect a network in real time and seeing how the network's performing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. absolutely. It was really cool
0: to see, really neat. To see. Oh, lovely. So... There was one thing that I'm going to call out that, on, that stuck out for me <laughs> because, we, because we did talk about the things that you, you nicked all the stuff that I was going to talk about. Yeah, sorry about that. But there was one great session that we that we had a real bit of a, a buzz and vibe around uh, around there was called Captain Cloud. And there's there's a there's a guy in the UK, one of the architects. He's a data center architect. And that Matt? Matt no, Day. not well. Matt Day used to be uh, a guy in our team. Uh, but he now works, he, he crossed to the dark course, side and went yeah, to data yeah. center and cloud team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a guy called Roger Dickinson, uh, okay. who, as well as being obviously a, a very bright and awesome architect in the data center team, mm. is also a cartoonist. So he basically did a session uh, as a cartoon. So he basically drew this cartoon and talked about cloud. You know, We've done our podcast on yeah, cloud yeah, and hopefully yeah. people have listened to it. So go back and listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, and what Captain Cloud did, which obviously a cartoon isn't a great thing to show on or talk about <laughs> on a podcast, but it was a really great and simple way of getting everybody to understand what, our, uh, what cloud is yeah. and what Cisco's cloud offerings are. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be, I think I'd love to get Captain Cloud in. <laughs> I, I don't know what voice he had, but it was, but Captain, but they, they actually had a. Uh, I don't know if people who've ever. Yeah, if you go to like Disneyland yeah. or anywhere, you see these animated characters I walking heard. around. Yes. there was a Captain Cloud there. Yeah, and, I, I, and I and I and I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll stick it on my uh, Twitter feed about uh, the picture that I had taken with Captain Cloud. But it was really great, and it was just showing that um, Cisco can take complicated. Subjects and structures, and really made them simple and easy enough for people to understand. Yeah. Um, so that was that's the one thing that I really stuck out for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that, that sort of stuck out was um, you mean we have some great uh, sessions where we have guest speakers coming in, and um, you mean we had a, a lady you know get bang, again back to security. Yeah. Uh, a lady called uh, Karen
1: Alizari. That's
0: the one. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, um, so she's a, is it she an was a. She was
1: an Israeli researcher. Um, I think had grown up in probably in the grey hat, black hat community in security, so probably on the wrong side of the of the line. Um, but she came in and talked to us about a couple of things. Really, I think part of it was about trying to recognise that the the black hat community or, or the researcher community has a massive part to play in solving the security problem so um, she was
0: ha- for my from what, yeah. what I mean we were starting the same session we were yeah. to, we were yeah. texting each other during it yeah. Saying yeah. Yeah. yeah we could have done a good job of this <laughs> but there we go um purely because we were obviously <laughs> big ourselves Ta- about this stuff all yeah, the time. yeah. Um, but she's like an ethical hacker though
1: yeah yeah effectively yeah uh, well uh, that and researcher I think she, she seemed to have certainly from what I read she seemed to more on the research side looking at you know advanced research topics in, in oh, yeah, yeah. at a okay. university so um, but but I think for me the core message that she was trying to get across related to the Trend recently in things like what they call bug bounties. So, this is where uh, a company like Cisco or Microsoft or Google or whoever will actually pay the research community for finding bugs in their products. Um, so, in a way, it's kind of motivating that community in the right way to say, You know, please go out there, break our products, and then tell us about it. And we will tell us offer, how to fix it, yeah. Uh, yeah and, and, and we will offer you financial incentives for going to do that because, of course, the research work often that these guys are doing is. It's hard, and it's not highly rewarding. You know, they're doing it just because they're interested in security type so- subjects, yeah. and so these bug bounties—some of them are big. You know, they're hundred thousand, 100000 thousand dollar bounties that some of the companies are paying for. So yeah. it was really to try and characterize that aspect of how of where those where those guys could fit into yeah. the uh, grand scheme of things. But it was, it was a
0: really good cool. session. It was, it was quite is really interesting seeing see in a background yeah. and, and talking about. A, 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 Sort of from education in the early yeah. days, of saying I love coding, yeah. I like programming, yeah. I want to get in and do this as a, as a living, yeah. and, and, and yeah. she did that. So she she called out that film Hackers as, yes. as something that was very it's motivational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going. Well, it's a very good film, and I was yeah. sort of. Mm, but you you, you think because yeah. obviously I am I am of a certain age. Where we so remember probably, those things. We well, remember
2: then. those things, but then see, seeing a film that actually inspires you, you mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, there was a video at the start of the session which I thought was quite cool. Um, it was a Cisco video, and it just showed that that hackers can be from from any way, shape, or form in life. Yeah. So, which was quite interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you would think that you know the kind of people going after your business is you know these big organisations mm-hmm. that have you know criminals everywhere, but mm-hmm. really it could be someone sitting in a cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as a business, you still need to be as, as secure as you can by embedding security into the network, not just around it. Yeah, because it was a
0: really good video because it just showed a, a, a young lady yeah. who. Um, was said. I, I. could. You mean showed her going through the process yeah. of putting together some. Was it? Was some
1: ransomware? Was it? It was. Yeah. If it was the one I'm thinking of, it was where Is she, she p- was essentially impersonating. She essentially the CEO. Yeah, she, the, she, CEO, she, uh, the CEO of a company, and then impersonated him by yeah, sending an exactly. email to the exactly. rest of the employees. And then use that to get ransomware onto the organization. Yeah, and, awesome. and so
0: she didn't even have to do the code. She went out and bought it. She got yeah. paid in Bitcoin. Ransomware so it was really something that made all the things we've talked about on our podcast previously. Yeah, Please go listen to it. Yeah. Um, uh, is, is that ability to show how simple it is? It's not like a huge, like exactly like you said, right. Rich, isn't it? It's not massive organization. They're going, I, I. So they've sort of, if, just thinking of it now, but it seems to be flipping on its head if he talked about sort of the, the bug bounties. Mm. But it is just like, as a big as a company going, well, we need to write some software, we mm. need to write some code, getting somebody else to come in and, and break it for them and pay them for the thing. It's like going, well, I'm a bad person, I don't know anything about coding, so I'm going to go and tout for some business. I'll pay somebody to do that bad stuff for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's something, I you know, you remember the, the, the conversation that we had about six months ago where I showed you some of the stuff on the dark web.
0: That scared that, the jeebus the... out of me. <laughs> when you showed me what was on the dark web, it yeah. was scary. Well, he, sent,
1: he sent
2: out an email yesterday saying you can type your email address in this and see. If oh you, yeah, that was yeah Oh yeah, it I, oh, I was just like, oh, oh my you, god, god! I, I know I did know. it as
0: well, and, yeah. and, and every every website. <laughs> no, no, no. My, I had two, yeah, and and one of them I don't want to name them, but yeah, password,
1: So for our my password has been changed. The the website is haveibeenpwned.com I think is the is the website and what the. The guy behind the website essentially takes all the uh, massive breach data that come that's that's been in the public domain. So uh, I think LinkedIn was in there, Dropbox, and one or two others. Uh, but a number of them that have been done, and essentially checks whether your email address appears in any of those. Yeah, things. I'm fully minded Yeah, and, and, and frankly, if you're on LinkedIn, it's probably gonna doesn't mean say you've been you know the password has been cracked because a lot of the time the passwords are well protected. But if you are one of these people that uses the same password for multiple sites, and that password happened to be cracked. You could be exposed.
0: All I'm saying is that you're taking this podcast back to security every really? time. Am I, am I really? Every, do you know what? This is the only thing that's ever going to stop you being on this podcast <laughs> is like if I'm, when we've had another talk about security. Yeah, never going
2: to happen. Never so happen. what else then, Rhys? Come one, on. One of the other really interesting sessions for me were, was around IoT and, and smart cities um, and how we can actually engage uh, the, the citizens of a, of a city through through technology, right? So it was all about some of the examples that we've got around the world. I think many communi- communities right now are looking at this all over the world, anywhere from, from India to, to, to Spain to, to even to Manchester here in, here in the UK. And they're looking at you know, how can they uh, engage um, citizens more, how can they improve the livelihood um, of, of the community, um, whilst also improving security and, and things like that, so we're now seeing technology really play a part in in government.
0: Yeah, and so that's interesting when you talk about that and talk about Jasper. You say right, we've we've. You mean, we went down to that. We went to the hub and we saw Jasper and talked about what they're doing in the IoT space and how we're going to take that platform and develop it further to be not just over sort of a. a mobile network but over a a, a traditional IT IT network network, to be I think mostly more agnostic and going as long as I can get to it via IP in some shape or form or maybe not even IP I don't know Um, but that was really interesting what was
2: interesting is it's the cities that want to drive um, a lot, a lot of visitors. They they want people to come uh, from outside of the city, uh, and for those guys, you know, they can really provide a, a service over over and above what you'd get when you're just traveling. Um, if you take the example of when we go to the states, you know, roaming is very expensive. So you know, having places to go where there's Wi-Fi, where you know the security is good, twenty four seven, and they have you know cameras. And things you know, the like biggest
0: that. thing I'd said is, mm-hmm. is, is, of holidaying in the U S. Mm-hmm. is parking. And yeah. I know we've we've talked about well, uh, we mentioned it in our, our previous podcast with Allison Vincent. Yeah, um, look out for further podcasts with her as well. A uh, Little <laughs> advertisement. Um, but is is like the parking sensors and being able to find somewhere to park. I mean, I yeah. went to Philadelphia and it yeah. was a real yeah. pain of yeah. finding somewhere that yeah. to, to park yeah. and, and, and that was cost effective as yeah. well. And 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 even when I went to um, I went to uh, to. The parks. Mm-hmm. I'll take a couple of those out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to the parks out in Orlando, it was like parking is it great. It's well organized. Mm-hmm. It's that bit of going. Depending on what time of day, it depends on where you are, yeah, and you yeah. get further and further away, and, and actually, it's, it's just. Yeah. And where is my car? I mean, mm-hmm. I end up getting out of my car and taking a photo of where I am to remember <laughs> where I parked the car. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. So that's, that's the thing. You can see where the it's going from a city's perspective. Yeah, yeah, to making a city like exactly what you said, Rish.
1: Can I talk yes. about eggs now?
0: No, because it's going to say security in there. Not, no, no, security. go on. Security. No, so oh, I, IoT. I,
1: I went to uh, one session which was around IoT, uh, again, picking up on Rishi's point about IoT being being a fairly major part, um, which I thought was fascinating, and it's nothing to do with security, it was all about eggs, and I can't remember the name of the company that was being referenced in it, but what it, what it was really talking about is how the company was trying to transform the way it did business, and... and in a way leverage data and analytics in its in its business process so the company in question essentially made egg grading machines so in effect what it was doing was literally taking the eggs from the farmers looking for defects looking for blood in eggs looking for them being cracked um would then go through all of that process it would grade them package them and then send them on to distribution i'd be one of
0: finding ones with double yolks and marking them
1: maybe there you go see there's a there's an opportunity but the I don't think I'll ever make
0: any money from it. If anybody not. else listening to this podcast does, then can you please like say t- yeah. So royalty checks can be sent in the post. <laughs> but,
1: but what was really interesting is, is how they were trying to use IoT and the analytics side to deal with things like um, uh, machine maintenance. So this company made and physically manufactured these machines and sent them out to either end farmers or, or you know various places around the country. And they were using sensors in the machines to do preemptive maintenance and things like this. So if they saw that a component was beginning to wear, they could send stuff out to maintenance engineers to reduce downtime wow Um, they were doing they were able to do things like um track almost the dare i say cradle to grave of of an egg if there is such a thing um but but being able to say actually there's a but the end bit's quite tasty the end bit is quite tasty um the 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 the, the idea that if i'm a supermarket that's getting a bunch of eggs and i'm finding that those eggs are cracking more regularly than other eggs you know when they're being shelved and, and things like this there's a way then to sort of take all of that data and look at that egg's life cycle, go right back to where the, where it was farmed and say, does that farmer need to change the feed for the chickens that will then improve the strength of the eggshell? So to me, I just thought it was fascinating because it showed a real linkage between kind of how technology can really help something as mundane as... Or what we might think is as mundane as a, as, as egg grading and, and that whole egg production. It was it was just a fascinating session that was that was well presented. So. It's just
2: music to the ears of the egg
1: lovers. It was it was excellent. Oh. oh crikey! Try the know. fish. Try the
0: fish. Talk. I'm here all week. There no, we it's go. No yolk. One of the, oh. Right, that's enough that's of enough that. enough egg jokes. That's enough egg jokes. Okay. No more egg jokes. Well, if you do, get them in quick. Yeah. Um, but that was excellent. <laughs> 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 um so the, the the one thing that sort of came out from from this as well was was how we're v- evolving as as a business and we're trying to be um, trying to i'd like to say help our customers, nice. but to be able to demonstrate a lot more yeah so demos you mean and, and we've i'd say from from our enterprise networking team so the root and switch and wireless guys. Mm-hmm we 've been demonstrating a lot, and I think we demonstrate sort of our network as a sensor being mm-hmm. able to go to a customer instead of just throwing up loads of slides and I feel that we 've learned a lot that from our from Meraki, yeah. who just were who who very it's opposite to us we 'd go in and if they were going to see a customer they 'd first thing they'd do was get straight onto their onto their platform and mm-hmm. show it uh, and then we 'd walk in as Cisco guys and go and this is thing and now we 're all part of the same family it 's right. just learning that way of. Of demonstrating that so you mean that, that was a real big thing and, and there was some great demonstrations done there and there was one demonstration that was actually done by our CFO wasn't there yeah, there was
2: yeah so she demoed APIC uh, EM what is APIC EM so that's our, our orchestration tool for the campus um, it's really that's about big, taking yeah. things that would take a long time take take you know deploying something like Quas across your whole campus um, you know plenty of lines of code um, in fact, we, we had some some engineers there um, f- from our business unit trying to do the same thing that she did on the the orchestration tool, um, and believe it or not, she was able to do it quicker than. So there.
0: a CFO, they so we did a live demonstration of a CFO configuring quality of service yeah. on a live network.
1: Yeah. yeah, and she was able, and to it worked, do it. and it worked. Yeah, Jeez Louise. So that, that's
0: than, uh, there you go. So that that's an example, and, and it was quite an extreme thing to do. You're never going to get, but to show that a CFO. Could do yeah. a demonstration and the other yeah, half, half dozen clicks yeah. uh, to pro quality service. So that was something. Good. So that's something that's part of our e- e- APIC-EM tool. Obviously, if people want to listen to the um, SDN podcast that we did not so long ago, yeah. um, we talked a bit more about it there. But that's great in showing that the other parts of there as well of demonstrations were um, from a dem- demonstration perspective was around secure access, which is something which is fairly new. Mm-hmm. It's part of our DNA proposition, so our digital network architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, Proposition, And that was really interesting to show in how you can create security policy and segmentation on a network mm. in a matter of clicks again. And it's an application that runs inside our SDN um, orchestration tool, which is APIC, Application Policy Infrastructure Control. Controller, mm. nice. hyphen enterprise module. Yep. So there you go. Um, so that was really good to see. These demonstrations, that we, and we've got some other demonstrations, I, I feel, most are in, they said we're in alpha, mm. but... You know, I, so I don't really want to talk about it yet because it's, it's still very early days of development. But there's some great demonstrations of the functionality that we're providing our yep. customers. So it makes it easier to do as well.
2: Yeah. Um, so what else? Anything? So to finish off the, uh, the, the, our, our sales conference, we, we had a guest uh, come in. Um, who was uh, Amy Mullins. Um, if if anyone follows uh, athletics, you you will know her. But she did a really good session, um, um, w- w- which I think everyone took different things out of. There was an element of um, you know being young, being uh, curious, uh, and really trying to to innovate. Yeah, um, I, I guess what what did you? you mean I I loved it. You mean, I mean I
0: hadn't heard of her before until I saw her on the agenda, so I quickly googled it and she's a para- she was a, a a Paralympic athlete. She was. Uh, I, I can't remember if she won any medals, but yes, yeah, she did. Didn't. Uh, sure she
1: yeah, didn't. no, she 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 won, and she was also, I think, most famously known for the first person to run on blades.
0: Yeah, was she? Yes. Oh yeah, because I remember she showed the um, the picture of yeah. the front cover of some medical so she's a journal. Double, yeah. double
1: below the knee amputee. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, the, 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 the story part of the story she told during the session was about the fact that they developed the cheetah blades that we see all of the Paralympic athletes running with these days. Yeah. And she was one of the first she, athletes. To yeah. so the
0: stories that she told was like how she took. You mean she never st- let anything no. stop her, let alone her disabilities uh, to stop her. Said. and she turned up for her first track meet in wearing Alexa. wooden legs, and everybody else was in like sort of carbon fiber. Yeah. 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 Legs yeah. And, yeah. And, and and so it was really interesting that and the and thing one that, and <laughs> one yeah and, and basically yeah and then she went I want to go do the long jump yeah and he said why you can't do the long jump why not because there's no other women to take yeah,
1: no because you can't as a double below the knee amputee you've got no strong legs you got to, no legs to, to launch off but she and, did and anyway she said after her second somebody told her that just before her third jump and her response was well nobody told me I couldn't do it so, so she'd done it yeah which so I thought, it, thought was a phenomenal so yeah it was really, really
0: inspiring and, and she. The way she talked about that as a child, there you're always curious, mm. and it, and you should stay curious. Yeah, always ask questions, yeah. always question what's always going challenge, on, yeah. challenge because it's it's sort of the grown ups around us to stop us doing it. Because kids were always asking questions. Yeah, I, I, why we stop that? Um,
1: everything's and, possible, as a child. yeah,
0: and and the one thing that stops you doing the things that you want to do mm. is or would like to do or or dream to do mm. is yourself. Yeah. And and they, they were quite. It was really inspiring. Yeah. It really really was, and uh, uh, it left me feeling with, with a bit of a tear in my eye as well, because it was it was. You mean, you could see that the emotion was on her face yeah. about how inspired she is, and how, and then the the, mm. the challenges she's had in life. So it was really good. What well, yeah. did you get anything from that? Did you Yeah,
2: not? no, exactly. So I left feeling very inspired. I uh, hope that I, I question, um, yeah, anything that, that I, I've not done so far, and and I, I thought, yeah, it was a really good story. Oh, it was it was good. You
0: right. I mean there's there's other things. You I mean that was sort of the the big closing closing out session, and um, there was other things that s- still stuck out to me. You you mentioned earlier on about trustworthy systems or whatever. That I, I, I'm going to don't, okay. don't, don't say l- it with such. I, I'm just saying I'm going <laughs> to let you talk about security <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> no, it was it was it was a subject that's been close to my heart for a while, and and it was uh, presented by a guy from our security and trust organisation. Um, and and really, the mission that that organisation have is is to sort of really demonstrate cisco's trustworthiness as an it vendor to our customers Um, and and so he talked quite uh quite eloquently across the various things that we do ranging from how do we secure our supply chain to make sure we've got very strong integrity within the supply chain how do we do secure product development um you know with all the talk in the press certainly of uh, a number of years past with snowden and backdoors and all this kind of stuff how do we reassure that our you know to our customers that we are that we can be trusted and that we do do the, the good things and do the right things so he talked about that entire process and uh wrapped it up in the the fact that there was a zombie apocalypse that um uh you know that would be facing us should we you know should we not get this right which i thought was quite fun but it was a really powerful story and he presented it very well it's something i think we need to get better at explaining to our customers about the thing the kind of things we do that even before we get to the did security we, we get, features do we get asked by that? Do we? I, yeah, I, we do sometimes. In fact, uh, I've had some customers talk about it. Um, you know, again, especially after you see some of the some of the Snowden uh, releases and some of the material that came out there, where there was you know lots of references to Cisco and other other vendors, where yeah they were talking about exploits and vulnerabilities that were available for these platforms, um, and there was a lot of. Um, a lot of people sort of talking about the fact that maybe you know that backdoors were planted deliberately, or that we were leaving backdoors in products and this kind of stuff. So the industry's been, I think, responding to that for some years now, ourselves and, and others included. So we've really been trying try to be really transparent about how we do okay. some of this. So it's it's a really, it's an often overlooked thing. But we, you know, we have 400 engineers looking at breaking our own products internally. You know, we don't talk about that, but we actually do have these guys that are outside product development teams. And all they do is they're paid to break our own products so, sort of so like it's a really the... important thing to, to make sure we're not releasing products with with weaknesses in or as, or, or as you know a few weaknesses as we possibly okay. can. so it's a really cool stuff anyway
0: oh brilliant so uh, sort of in, in closing up now um, the biggest thing that, that just a couple of the highlights out that that I think we've all talked about was security 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 Big time yeah there you go. well done thanks mark That's all right. Um but that being in the heart of the network, yeah. um, talking around you mean all the things that we saw in the in the uh, the hub mm-hmm. as well, so seeing yeah. new things, seeing our our devnet community, seeing people going out and non coders getting into yeah. coding yeah. yeah um being able to see in real time from a security perspective what's going on mm-hmm. in the in, in our environment yeah. um seeing things great things like the tac ops team seeing yeah. what we're doing that's nothing to do with about selling stuff it's data. about general yeah. taking our technology and, and using it for hopefully the for the uh for better use um smart cities um talks about you mean again hacking again you mean having a, a, a an ethical hacker or a res- security researcher come and talking as well and talking about how we're going to use demonstrations to really show our customers in real time in a real life environment how simple and easy it is to, to run manage and get the most out of a Cisco network as well um and then having a great speaker to, to close it all off to get us all feeling a bit better about ourselves and how we can nothing to do with Cisco and mm-hmm. it's something you would take into any part of Absolutely. your life if you're a, a parent or a, mother, a daughter or, or a son or whoever, husband, wife, that you can actually achieve more things in life just by through believing in yourself and mm-hmm. being curious. So yeah. that's it. So um, thank you very much, Rishi, for joining today.
2: Hey, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, Mark. Welcome. There you go. And uh, thanks everyone else for listening. So we'll hopefully, uh, if you want to contact the show, uh, at Justin Woollen uh, on Twitter or uh, justin.woollen at cisco.com. That's two O's and one L. So uh, look forward to uh, speaking to you all again at the uh, the next podcast. So thanks very much indeed. Bye.